Hello and welcome. It's Super Empty Show. Say it, Alex. Bonus pod. Bonus pod. Boo. We're here in the Runaway Store on a Tuesday. Feels really good. This is not the norm. Feels good to be out here. But there are festivals that need to be discussed. Which ones? Art of Cool. And? Uh, we also have Hillmatic coming and, up this weekend. And, and we have MoFest. And? And? and uh, Hopscotch. Oh my God. There's too Fuck. many. No, there's just the right number. So we're going to do that. That's what we're going to do today. Um, we're also presented by the other Runaway Podcast Network show, The Rundown. If you live in the Triangle, Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, we hope we have some listeners who are beyond. But if you live in this area, you would enjoy the show. It's co-hosted by Mandy Paget and a host you might know from this show, Justin Laidlaw. God, y'all would love that show. You would really love that show. And also, Holland filled in this week. Mandy is not in town. Holland filled in. You guys covered Super Secret Dance Party, second year anniversary. You mm-hmm. guys covered Full Frame mm-hmm. uh, International Documentary Festival. It's a great fest. And uh, what else? Oh, the, the Runaway Spring Release Party. Which is Saturday. Which is this Saturday. Kind of competes with the thing we talked about. The thing we're talking episode. about later, yeah. So you have choices this weekend. You got to make some tough choices. It's a net but positive. But you guys did a great job. And I have to say, Holland did so well that he's now mic'd up tonight, as you can already that hear. That I got so, called up dude. by Quinn Cook, baby. He's climbing the ladder at the Runaway Podcast Network. <laughs> Once just a humble producer. This is kind of like a Tate Frazier story. And now you're going to have your own show, maybe, one day. I feel like Tate Frazier. Tate the Snake Frazier. <laughs> all right, so subscribe to The Rundown. It's a great show. You will also enjoy it. All right, so like I said, on the podcast that came out this week, uh, a lot happened while we were gone for one week. We took one week off. All kinds of shit happened. And I didn't even mention the festival announcements. So Art of Cool dropped its lineup. It's in its, I want to say, fifth year. I actually yes. don't have that. Five-year anniversary. Uh, They really just announced five acts, but the headliners we know are Nas and Erica Badu. Wow. By far the biggest acts they've ever had. And it's going to be in the Durham Bowl Stadium outside. Shouts to Sango. And shouts to Sango. And Sango's on the bill. So just big moves for them. And then the next day was the Moog Fest. They fully expanded their lineup. Less than a day. Less than a day, like 18 hours later. So uh, We got the deets. Yeah, we have things to talk about. Well, we'll tell you later. Yeah, Yeah, we'll tell you later. So, and then we're going to be playing, for starters, we're going to be playing this interview we just did with Kazi and Shaw Hargit, uh, aka Bum Rush, the organizers of Hillmatic, which is a hip hop festival in its third year that's in Chapel Hill this weekend. Um, so, yeah, that's our show. This bonus pod is loaded, Ryan. It's loaded. And I have to say, college basketball is over, but we're in the bonus. This is the Super Empty Show, bonus pod. So we're here with Shaw Hargit, aka Bum Rush, as well as Kazi, four letters. And uh, we're going to be talking to you guys about Hillmatic coming up this weekend in Chapel Hill. So for starters, I just wanted you guys to quickly, uh, I know we got you sharing one mic, unfortunately, but doing your best. Um, for people who don't know, tell them what Hillmatic is, for starters. Yeah, uh, so Hillmatic, um, <clears throat> it's really a, ce- this is the third annual one that we're doing right here, and it's a celebration of, like, hip-hop culture, music, art, and, you know, everything dealing with, you know, just hip-hop, you know. Um, I think that Chapel Hill scene is something that, you know, if you look at the history of what's gone in our state from like the talent that's come through, um, the Hill has always been like a pivotal location, a pivotal scene, 
for even Durham, Raleigh, Greensboro, Charlotte, um, just from the things that we've had there and the things that we've always tried to establish to keep, you know, things real and fresh, you know. Um, I've all, you know, people that are familiar with my history know that I've been out there working, you know, um, on many different levels as an artist, but also as like a, <clears throat> excuse me, like a curator trying to throw events because I know that it was, you know, we need platforms for artists that are up and coming, right? And so this dates all the way back to like, you know, when I came up here, early 90s, you know, um, 94, 95 era, and the scene, how it started from then, Microphone Monday, um, you know, Shaw being at Cat's Cradle, bringing KRS-One, bringing your, you know, MOPs, your De La Souls, you know, you could see, it, we, we established this culture in Chapel Hill that was kind of foreign to some people. They're like, what is all this going on in the hill, in Chapel Hill? And so, you know, when I was coming up, it was nothing to see Ghostface, Raekwon. I remember weeks where Ghostface and Raekwon would be at Cat's Cradle. Nas was going to be somewhere else. Um, then the next week it might be Talib. And then you go to Microphone Monday at the 506 and there's 200 people there on a Monday. Yeah. You know, that was the vibe of Chapel Hill at that point. J. Cole benefited from that vibe. I was going to say, I remember that I was in high school. Yeah. And I found out years later and I felt like an idiot because I wasn't going to high school. I wasn't going to the therapy. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. going to see the therapist at, right. at local the 506. 506. And right. I remember that he went because I don't know, it was, it was an established event that he yeah. went to go uh, perform at or he yeah. probably was just a listener at first. Right. He probably yeah. just came to show up. And well, he, he used to come. You know, what's funny is because he's a friend of one of my OGs from Fayetteville. Um, you know, that that's how I was introduced to him. when he was like 16 and he used to come <laughs> up and we used to put him on first. Like, honestly, you know, I feel lame saying it now, but he used to come on and we'd put Cole on at like nine o'clock. Therapist. Yeah, we'd the put there. But, you know, you, he was ill, don't get me wrong, but it was just like, you know, that speaks to the culture. He was driving all the way to Fayetteville to rap in Chapel Hill on a Monday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I and, was going to ask later, but it, I yeah. might as well now, how much that has changed now from, or yeah. from then until today? Um, Where do you think it's at today versus, because obviously I, it's not in the same place of Wu-Tang members right. coming through multiple exactly. in a week. You right. Know? And I think that's why, you know, we, you know, this, this to me, my relationship with this man is like, like a Russell Simmons, Rick Rubin type of thing. Um, he, he's been my manager. Uh, he's also been like a brother to me, but at the same time, it's always been like, oh yeah, sorry. It's always been like, we've been on both sides of the culture of like, you know, when you're saying, you know, is it different from that now? Yeah, it is. And I think that we've been talking about how to bring it back, how to at least put that feeling back in the city, you know, um, just having events that, touch on like yo this is some real can we cuss on here can we yeah yeah this is yeah, some yeah. Real, well yeah just this I've is some the explicit button when we upload okay all right <laughs> they're just doing some real shit you know what i mean just doing some real shit because you know yeah we are a little different age demographic or whatever you know right. what i mean but all, all that aside just establishing keeping like a foundation for like the real for on on different levels for the artists that are on the come up the next therapists Right. And and people that are coming from here, you know what I mean? The mm -hmm. next Mezes and Mez used to come to Sunday night sessions like, you know, like the things that we've done in the hill that have resonated like internationally. You know what I mean? Um, Just that like as far as it having that platform for dope artists, hip hop. OK, we're going to Chapel Hill. We're going to go to Cat's Cradle. Check out so and so. 506 on a weekday. Jack Spratt on a, you know, just that R. feeling. Jack Spratt. Yeah. That feeling being in there. Yeah. So how did you get stop talking? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to cut you off. Nah, you good? Yeah, so as far as Hillmatic now, like, you know, I've been kind of piecing my way back in the scene and kind of, all right, am I going to jump in and help out on something? And Kyle's hit me and like, hey, let's, let's put something together for Hillmatic. 
you know, new and old. We got a little a little variety. We got some new stuff. We got some, you know, brand new being headlining on Saturday night on some old school shit. Rapper Big Poo. Um, we've got Poo coming. So we've got like we're hitting all these different levels. And I think in the scene right now, what people don't realize is, is the hustle has always been the same. So the stuff the cats are going through now, they got to realize as well. Ten years ago, there was some same, same, similar situation. Cats, Cooley being some of the ones right now, you know, Cooley and rap and 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 some of those type cats that were doing that, and it's the same type deal. So we're just kind of trying to piece it all together and and have you know some different acts from all over and and put on some some dope shit. So with it being with it being year three. Um, how, how much do you think, or how would you say it's changed in those three years? And how do you, well, I also wanted to say too, what, what are you excited about most about this year's festival? So both of those. Yeah. I, um, I think that it started out as kind of like, okay, we're going to do this thing, you know, to kind of commemorate. It was like a family reunion type of vibe. I feel like on the first one, it was like, Hey, the Hill's been good to all of us. Let's do something where we all get together. Everybody that used to come out and do, I mean, used to do these events at a Carolina coffee shop where cats used to come through and DJ and do hip. Like there was just so many little events that there was like this scene of cats that you'd always bump into. And so we were like, okay, the first one was like, yo, let's just bring it back to the hill for a night. Right. Cause that was one time. That yeah. was one day. It yeah. wasn't the two days. No, nah, it was just one night at, at local 506. And then, uh, the next year we were like, well, let, let's, let's, let's try to make this into something, you know? And so we brought camp low, um, as like a headliner and had, of course, you know, just the people around here. I, I always wanted to keep an emphasis on like the people here that were working or the, the like I said, the next therapist, mm -hmm. the next Kazis or whoever, you know what I mean? Cats that are trying to work to make a name for themselves because now you can be from here and be popping now. You know, I think yeah. that that's a thing now. That's why we do this show. Right on, right on. And and so, and, and linking with my bro here, we was like, hey, how can we make it, you know, take it up another level, you know, from last year. And you know he he's at the the cradle, and I was like, okay, cool. What can we do? And so he's you know we just been putting our heads together. I kind of try to keep a foot on the okay, what can I do for Carolina artist side? And then Shaw's you know this is what he does you know booking uh, national acts at the cradle. And so you know he had his hands in that yeah. side very strong, and we just like okay, we're gonna piece this together, do a five oh six, do a cat's cradle, and because those are the two like you know, pillars of the yeah, city. Yeah, the anchors for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. So, Shaw, you're still doing Cast Cradle right now? Or you were at the time when you guys... Um, I help out, depending help on what's out. going on. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm a little older now, so now I kind of, if the right thing pops off, then I'm going to jump in and, and run with it. And so do they have a, um, like, constant person right now who does hip-hop, or it's like you and others are brought in when they have questions about booking? No, nah, we kind of, I kind of help out still, you know? I'm kind of like... not the, one position. No, 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 no. It never really was. I mean, in okay. a way... It was kind of like, hey, here's, you know, it's always a hustle. Right, so right. it's always like, all right, it's never for the money. You know what I mean? It's always like, all right, look, let's help out the venue. Let's get d dope shit here. If, you know, people thinking, oh, yeah, it's got to be. That was never really a position. It was like, hey, one night a week or one night a month, we're going to bring something hot here. And, you know, if more come than that, then cool. Um, luckily, I think back in the day, especially, we got a lot of blessings from some sponsors and Sion would come throw free parties and, and that kind of stuff. So we're just trying to get that vibe back. Um, but, you know, they still got some stuff coming. They got Joey Badass coming in a few weeks and, okay. and a couple other cats. So they still – Cradle's still doing it. It's just, yeah, I think it does feel like a little bit less than maybe yeah. like a few years ago. Well, back just in the day there wasn't – college like yeah, at UNC yeah. a few years ago. Well, and, and, and as far as the scene goes, there wasn't as many venues. 
So if you really look like the cradle was the venue and unless you had, there was nothing between about 200 people and about 1500 people, (laughs) literally. So now you've got, you know, there's a lot more venues now. There's, there's motor codes and there's, but it's a huge problem in Durham. Yeah, like there, Durham has a big gap. Yeah. But there's, but there's the motor code, yeah. there's pin hook, there's and the then, cradle, there's an opera theater. Right. <laughs> right. But, you know, you got the Ritz doing a lot more stuff. I mean, Eric B and Rakim are coming in a few weeks. It's going to the Ritz. It normally wouldn't go. I was going to say you know. a lot of shows I used to see at the cradle, I think go to the Ritz now. So yeah. like a logic would play. Yeah. yeah. I think when I was in college, logic did play the cradle, but logic would go to the Ritz now. Probably. I saw a chance at the Ritz. Yeah. Back in the day, you also had nothing but, uh, for the most part, indie um, concert promoters. Uh, you got Live Nation a bit more in the game with the Ritz and things like that. So it kind of changes your clientele. But I think they're still trying to do it. You know, the right things come. They yeah. jump on them and, and Well, they're doing this. That's yeah, exactly. the start. So exactly. how, do, how does it work booking um, your headliner, like Nubian? How, does that, how did that come across? Well, can I say something for you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just want to say... <clears throat> I, I want to tip my hat to the homie here because we started out, it was, okay, start from the top of the list and work our way down. And it's a blessing to have legends like that, but don't get me wrong, it's a pain in the ass, the book inside of it. And so I tip my hat to the bro right here because we started out trying to get Schoolboy, Vic Mensa, we try, you know, and I think that there's just some challenges that when you're trying to put together like this mega event, yeah, you yeah. know um, that we learned. You know, just we learned some stuff for next. For year. sure, for you sure. It's I mean? year three well, too, though. So. Yeah, and 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 one thing people don't realize is if you're catching somebody not on tour, yeah, not the easiest thing to do, <laughs> right? You know, because everything goes up. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, well, we I think we pulled off a good. You know, got the good headliner, got poo on it. Yeah. Um. So we're kind of kind of hype about that. You know, I think it's his first time back here in a while. Um. So you know, got Danny Blaze holding down on uh. On, on Saturday night, got a lot of a lot of solid acts on Friday, so I think we're looking pretty good, man. Yeah. How do you how do you guys? Because also on the episode we're recording tonight after we finish this, we're gonna be talking about the festival whole scene here because we had a lot of big announcements this week. Yep. Um, how do you yeah? How do you guys feel about the way this fits into the ecosystem of AOC Beats and Bars Moog? Now we have a lot of things, you know. I don't want to say com- to compete with, but there's just a lot to keep in mind that everyone's kind of fighting for. I, don't, I shouldn't say fighting, but everyone has, yeah. a, has well, you know. It is, though, because if wrong. I got, it, I, I, that's what I was going to say. If I got 50 to $100 to spend, I got to make a choice. You know what I mean? At some point, I think the blessing is that we're first, you know, that we're going April 6th, April 7th. <laughs> yeah. You know, we were yeah. just talking about that, you know, um, that I think that we kind of kicked the season off um, because we're still growing. You know what I mean? I think that we've established something that is fun. You know what I mean? I think if you ask anybody about Hillmatic, they'll say, yo, that was fun. Like, I had a good time out there, you know. And the Friday kind of gives you that, like, Microphone Monday vibe. The Saturday gives you a good old cradle hip-hop show with the cradle vibe. So it's like, okay, that whole, both levels of the culture we got in in Mm -hmm. one weekend. But the Friday, you're going to go... And it's going to be, it's like, like I said, you're seeing like the people that are out here getting it right now. Shame, you know, facts about Bob, you know, Tune, excuse me, Lord Fest, you know, people like that that are really working. You got to keep up with the names. Yeah, yeah, we switching, you know, yeah, <laughs> Kazi, Black Kennedy, we all, we all yeah, switch through every you now. You got a few names. Yeah, I got like 10 names, but like, um, yeah, just to have like the whole entire culture like that, you just come out there and say, hey, you know what? We're going to have a drink at the bar. It's going to feel good outside and, and, and it's a good, good reason to be out, you know? 
I also wanted to ask about Vibe House while I had you here. So it's on the poster. You've yeah. been working on it for at least a few months. Yeah, I hope sure. I'm not under understating that. Maybe it's, a year. It's been, yeah, it's been like behind the scenes since like last May, but okay. we just opened in February. Got you. So yeah, you guys have been very active. Yeah, um, it's a studio. You're also yeah. doing events. Yeah. So tell people a little bit more about that because I'm probably not giving it justice. Yeah, no, nah, you're good. Yeah, shouts out to everybody that's been supporting what we're doing. Um, Vibe House 405. Uh, yo, man, basically we opened our art slash art gallery slash recording studio um you know but i i take it back a step it's it's a brand we wanted to establish a brand that was kind of dedicated to all forms of creativity music art lifestyle anything that's going on that we could like i said to bring the flavor back you know not just to the hill but just to how we could inject that into the area for the um, record he's got the hat on i got the, the hat on hat. right now and i and i designed a logo myself very proud of it you know what i mean um just that, you know, cats always see it and they always ask, what is that? Or like, yo, what's up with that? You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, we wanted to establish something that if you're an artist, I, I literally ask people, when they ask me what it is, I say, well, what do you need? Because we have a recording studio, you know, on one side, we got the art gallery on the other side for any independent artist that wants to showcase their stuff that might not be ready for the Carrick or one of these big museums like Frank Gallery, something like that, we got a space for you. If you're an artist, you need photography, you need a music video, you need, social media you need artist development you need a song you need beats we just we created this creative co-op that's really important to chapel hill yeah seriously honestly like Like we need like i and that's what it came out of the necessity i know i needed it i was dying i was like where is everybody where's you know where do we link up and do these things you still live in chapel hill i live in durham now like south point side yeah but i I work in the hill still so i was gonna uh, say that is how i can i mean i obviously mm -hmm. am one of many people that Went to UNC, yeah. now live in Durham. Right on. And that's the thing about a, a university town is it right. kind of has that that gap of like 22 to 40. Right. Where people kind of grow they, out. They leave. Somewhere. Yep. And then that's like, I don't want to say that's the uh, the epicenter or of like who makes up a hip hop community because mm-hmm. a lot of people are younger than that who are right. really doing it, who are under 21. But still, that 22 plus group is really important. So yeah. it's probably part of why you're feeling that like, yeah, where is all this creative energy yeah. happening? And yeah, it's a good counterpoint to like a runaway. I'm glad we have this in Durham, but I think it needs to be in other cities in the triangle. When I saw Gabe, Gabe mentioned it too. He was like, yo, man, what's up with the with the with Vibe House? And I said, hey, man, we, we need something like what y'all are doing here in Chapel Hill. <clears throat> and just on like that level where it's like, you know, okay, oh, you see the logo on it. Okay, that's probably worth checking out. That's probably worth rocking with the new up and coming people and across all genres. You know what I mean? We got some really dope photographers. Yeah, I didn't know dope, that. I thought it was hip hop. Yeah, yeah. It's all, we got some graphic designers. We got some, you know, Pat Jr.'s over there making beats. Um, you know, we got a bunch of different producers coming through doing their thing, a bunch of different artists coming through doing their thing. And so we're just looking to like the whole complex, like, you know, where it's music, art, lifestyle, it's, it's you know, events, just like a, a culture brand, you know, I mean, dedicated expression of like all of those things. So I'm, I'm really happy people are taking to it. And um, a lot of people have been hitting me up like, yo, are y'all signing people? You know what I mean? Artists have, yeah, yeah. Like artists have been hitting me up, asking me if we signing people or like, yo, how can I get on a show? And um, yeah, I'm just What's happy that we received like that. Um, well, she, she yeah, mentioned. yeah, yeah. Okay. She, well, you know, we, uh, we, we do this. other shows. Okay. On this show. Yeah, man. Well, no, we do this event. We did the first one in February called Vibe House Live. Oh, I thought you meant Intelligently Ratchet. Oh, yeah, That's nah, what I thought you were talking about. Shouts out Intelligently Ratchet, though, <laughs> while we in the building, you know. Yo, shouts out uh, Super Empty, though. You know what I mean? Because um, love is love, man. I love what y'all doing. And, and I want to, you know, make sure we keep that, that cross-promotion love going, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, of course, Intelligently Ratchet's popping off. Um, 
shouts out Bishop Omega, Justin, the whole team, Nat. Um, that's something we we're up here getting nominated for best podcast, and we ain't a podcast. You know what I mean? So that <laughs> kind of Facebook live show. Yeah, for those and, who don't know. And then, yeah, but we didn't have a category, and so you know, um, but it's been love, man. I mean, you think about this past year, um, we started out playing with it. And it just turned into something now where people are like, well, at least I'm going to check in and see yeah. what y'all got going on each week. And if it's cool, you know, whatever, we check it out. But we, I, I mean, we talked to, during the mayoral debate, we talked to Steve Shule and Farad. I didn't even see a news channel do that. You right, know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, just talking yeah, the, about that. The, the best podcast category. Yeah, yeah. So it's been, it's been a really good year because I feel like we made a show that's like, it's, it's Durham shit. You know what I mean? It, it, at its foundation. But we talk about like some some real talk, man, some real issues. I, I, you know, we're talking like when do your busy week with work, school, kids or whatever people got going on that you sit down for five or 10 minutes and talk about what went on in the world during the day or like how you even feel about it or what you think about it. You know, it's therapeutic for me. And, um, you know, I, I think that's why a lot of people check in on it, because we're talking about some real stuff, some stuff that people might not even be aware of, because we'll, we'll always make sure we kick the facts with something yeah. and then have a conversation like this about how you feel, you know, and, and then it it's just really resonating with a lot of people, you know what I mean? Um, you know, we've had Fonte on. Um, and you just had Holland on. There. Yeah, we had Holland on, of course show. we did. Yeah, no, nah, it was incredible. Like we had Holland on, you name it, and I think that's what I love about it. It's like a people's type of show. This is off, obviously. Yeah. We've gone off of Hillmatic, but I did want to ask you real quick about why you guys chose to do Facebook Live, how you got to landed on that decision versus a SoundCloud thing or an iTunes thing or yeah. whatever else. Um, it was, okay, so to me, I always like try to look at like what the trend is, right? And if you're early, if you're one of the people that jump on something early, it's usually like a benefit from just being early. And um, like Tila Tequila being on MySpace made her a celebrity like early. Khaled figuring out Snapchat early, like catapulted him. So when I was like, what's the next thing, man? What's the next thing? You know, we were looking for to do this and we we're like, man, what's what's next? And I just saw Facebook Live, you know, early. I was like, man, I, I think this is let's just jump on this now yeah. before everybody jumps on it. And um, kind of not knowing how to finagle it or how to finesse it. But just we're like, let's just get started. You did the opposite of us. Yeah. We posted literally an article on the super empty site about how SoundCloud is dying. And we published this to SoundCloud. Right on. So <laughs> we're. <laughs> We're on the going extinct platform. I got you, bro. So, you know, I, I, I think that- each his own. Well, right now, whoever's listening out there, whoever figures out what the next thing is after Facebook- Hit him up at Vibe You're going to crack, yeah, honestly, you're going to, no, but you're going to be the next billionaire because there's going to be a next thing. There was a MySpace era. There was a, you know, there's all these eras and whoever figures out what's next, I feel like- Tumblr, some people got big off Tumblr. Real, for real though, honestly, yeah. you know, and Frank. Like Twitter, yeah, like if you, if you, if you, you study the trends and you try to just check that. I went to South by Southwest and saw Twitter probably two, three years before it got popping. And, and I looked at it and I laughed. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You do what? You just post random words and people read it? It didn't make sense Spotify. to me. Spotify. I that. just saw a tweet about seeing it. it was a funny thing nine years ago. Now it's $30 billion valuation. You feel today. me? You feel me? And so like when I saw like how it worked, somebody showed me how it worked and it blew my mind. And I was like, let's, let's try to you know, take this and, and, and bend it. Let's break it. Let's make it into a TV show. Yeah. Let's see if we can use it like that. You know what I mean? And yeah, it just kind of works well for what we it do. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's very cool what you guys are doing, man. Thank you, man. And it's, it's cool that we have these different things happening in the Triangle, in mm -hmm. Durham, all over. So to bring it back to the festival, because yeah. we kind of went 
oh, yeah, all over nah, the nah, place. We're good, we're good. I feel like we shut Shaw out. Like, nah, we're not letting Bum Rush talk, you know? It's cool. Well, all right, so I'm, I'm, I'm Shaw, always the Shaw. behind the scenes dude anyway. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just kind of creeping in the background. That's usually what Eric Tullis does. Usually Eric is the one creeping in the background. Eric is, a, Eric is a creeper <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, so what are you excited about this weekend coming Yeah, for the festival? Personally, I'm, out of everything I'm you for, I'm, I'm an old school guy, man, so I'm brand new being all day. Okay. And, uh, and, and, and though I will say, and, and Kaz makes me point it out every time, with Grand Pooba, because... I think they've done some touring prior with oh, only okay. a couple of them. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see the whole crew. Uh, it's been about 10 years since they've been here. And before that, I don't remember them ever coming around in the last 20, 25 years. Who are some, so, uh, when you talk about that kind of reunion vibe of the whole thing, I mean, who are some of the folks that might not be performing, but are just, you expect to kind of be out there, out and about that we would know? Or, oh, man. I'm thinking of like Cahill, but he might be on the bill. Yeah, I don't remember. Nah, K DJ last year, and he performed okay. last year. Him and um his partner, uh, they do the Stallone Weathers. If y'all familiar with that, um they performed last year on it, and we try to keep it fresh. You know, shouts yeah. out to everybody that hit me up that you know, but I try to get a new lineup. You know, going each year. Um, that is a difficult thing <clears> where every year the same people are going to want to do it, right? You don't want to have the same bill. It's my least favorite thing about doing this is the politics because some people getting their feelings about being left out. And it's nothing personal at all. And then there's some people that I have no relationship with whatsoever. They're getting their feelings because they're not on it. I don't know you. We don't talk. I've never heard your music. And then they see they're not on the Hillmatic and be like, that's fucked up. Yeah, but they have so many Instagram followers. Yeah. Though. <laughs> Come on. That, that's like my like, you know, least favorite thing about it. Um, but, you know, man. What, what act are you excited what you about? about? Like, I'm, I'm just trying to think. About? Well, yeah, I'll just say like who you might see out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I forgot what the question was no nah, just the people that like foundational like you know i know some of typhoon's gonna be out there you know you probably see hack out there who was like to me the rizza chapel hill when i first came to chapel hill he was the lead producer of a group that got signed to a major label from chapel hill when that was like an anomaly nobody thought that that would ever right. happen um you know to see some of them out there um and just to see some of the people that supported you know microphone monday in those early days you know what i mean that was like the first year how we promoted it you know even tellus tellus was out there now where he is to see like the cats that we were all running around trying to do things in the scene yeah now he's doing a cradle booking now I'm, you know thank Eric praise god the writer He's, he's writing his ass off. I'm over here. I got a studio, and, and I'm working with my bro on a festival. Like, you know, it's just to see people's progression and yes. evolution and what they're doing. You know what I mean? And, and shouts out to Rhapsody and, and, and just, you know, Ninth and all of them, too. Yeah, like how did you guys everybody. feel seeing NC Hip Hop on Netflix, by the way? Um, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, my God. Nah, nah, I haven't seen it yet. I just heard about it, actually. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You seen it already? I'm watching in order. Okay. So, uh, oh, gotcha. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm trying to not play favorites yet you know what i mean but i'm sorry to say that gez i think comes before rhapsody i'm sorry no nah, it's all that. good it's all good though um but now nah, i've been excited to see the new uh absol of this show by the way i've been okay. i've been hyped just seeing how rap does you know how rap's doing her thing cooley's doing their thing fonte's coming back out in the scene like a lot of the guys have been doing things for a long time in the area little brother reunion album I just made that just, up. I'm just, just throwing got, that out into the universe. We have we have Pooh performing on Saturday. Yeah, I, yeah who knows? I, you never know what's gonna happen. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. So you know, it's just Whoa. good seeing everybody coming back and still doing some things and dabbling with it um, and getting you know. It's always been a grind, right? It's the same that the 22-year-old MC that's trying to get their name out there. It's the same grind as it was 20 years ago. Some 
you know, a few things have changed, Twitter. but it's really the same. It's the same grind, though. Yeah. You know, now you're posting you know, on, on Twitter and, and retweeting and all this stuff. But before you were going around handing out handbills as people were walking out of the damn venues, you know, and it's the same type deal. It's like, how, how am I going to get my name out there? How am I going to get people to come see me? It's the same same hustle, you know, and I think that what is cool around now is that there's still that scene. I think it's there's it's been peaks and valleys, but I think it's it's going up right now. It's continuing to rise. I think the key is that everybody gets out there and supports the scene. I don't care who's performing. If if it's dope and it's hip hop, then we need to go support it. And that's kind of what the whole foundation of Hillmatic is really about. It's not about who's performing Friday and Saturday per se. It's about getting out there, supporting your scene, you know, supporting with a few dollars that are going to then help turn things. And next year, maybe you're the one headlining the bill, you know. Um, so bigger and better things every year. And I think we're just taking that progression, you know. If any final things? Yeah, add on that? Yeah, real quick. Uh, I want to say because, yeah, when we talk about unity in the community, he's talking about promoting the scene. A lot of times what uh, Artists, everybody's in their own zone, right? Everybody's, I'm going to New York. Oh, well, I got a show on Riley. I got the, and there's maybe one day, if if ever, that we all get together and just talk and build without a lot of like the energy that keeps cats from building with each other, like the artist competition, whether it be friendly or non-friendly. There's this competitive nature amongst all the artists here. And a lot of times we don't build, we don't get in the same room or cats is too busy trying to, well, I'm bigger than you dog. So I ain't got to You know what I mean? And like, I think events like this cut through that where at least I have a conversation. A lot of cats, once they actually dap somebody and speak to them. Yeah. In person, it's a lot harder to be like that. Right. Changes the whole dynamic. So that's one, side of it like we really are promoting that that element of it and the other thing of it is you cannot talk about North Carolina hip-hop continuing to grow and blow up without mentioning Chapel Hill and I keep seeing people try to do it I keep seeing people do their movies and their documentaries and they yeah the 506 and they talk about it like it was an afterthought or they talk about the cradle like the yeah that was just like a bump no you're talking about people that got popping off of coming to Chapel Hill rocking at the 5-0 rocking at Cat's Cradle and I just think that that needs to be landmarked. And that's, I think, what part of this event is, you know, you know, and no animosity in that, but it's just saying, nah, we want to put the flag yeah. in. So when they tell the story back, because it's happening now, when they tell the story back, it's like, nah, the road to part of that runs through the hill. Like there's part of that in the hill, for sure. I agree that that's, I mean, that's, a, that's the narrative that I kind of like feel, right. even just like I said earlier, like moving from Chapel Hill, growing up in Chapel Hill and now moving here. Yeah. It's the easiest city in the triangle to leave out of that conversation. Right. So I'm glad that you guys it, are doing that. But nah, because and that's the thing when they when I see that yeah we used to pull up to the 506. 506 didn't throw itself. It wasn't <laughs> like the doors just open and there was a mic there. I don't. I don't. Just you a know spotlight. What I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, but uh-huh. I, I hear cats talk about yeah. You know the cradle five. Like like talk about it. That was a scene, like because the iron sharpening iron aspect of it elevated cats. I would go there and hear somebody that was dope. I. You can't tell me going to the uh, a five or six on a Monday, uh, crisis is there playing beats, case slacks playing beats, Skaz, apple juice, like some people that you know people that like went on to do major things are all playing beats trying to kill each other. Then yeah. there's a mic battle. Jay Gunn's talking crazy to me. He wants to battle. Uh, you know, Fonte, like different people in there. And I'm like, yo, we all grew from that. It was literally like pickup games, like shooting in the gym where it's like next week I'm coming back and I'm going to kill some, you know what I yeah. mean? And so like that meant something. That's where we all, I think that's why a lot of the artists from here have that drive. I would go to New York and feel like 
this is nothing. Not nothing, but I'm like, yo, back where I'm from, I got to perform after Little Brother, Josie Moe, Jay Gunn. So, like, I feel comfortable here. Like, this is less, yeah, this is less threatening. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, it, that scene had me ready for the world, like, honestly. So, I just want, you know, we, we were like, yo, let's do something to, like, put that in the earth. You know, and so that's, here we are, the third, the third one. On that note, yeah. make sure you get out there. Get a ticket. It's still available. This is going to come out on Thursday, okay. so it'll be the day before the first day, Friday, and then it's also a Saturday, too. Can you buy tickets for just one, or it's just like for the whole thing? Yeah, just you can buy tickets for 506 on Friday for the cradle on Saturday, or you can buy a two-day cool. pass cool. for 25 bucks. Perfect. I think that's everything people need to know. That's a steal for a part of Chapel Hill Triangle hip-hop history. All right. It's been great having you guys, man. Yeah, thanks Thank for, you for thanks coming for by. Sure. Shouts out super empty, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, big up, big up, run away. Y'all know. For real, bro. <laughs> we agree. Well, it's nice to hear from those guys. That was, I think that was a really compelling uh, case for why you should go. I like, I grew up in Chapel Hill, and honestly, there's still things I find out about Chapel Hill's place in North Carolina's hip hop scene mm-hmm. when I talk to people like that. Yeah. But so that's just one small part of the puzzle. Obviously, that's this weekend, but there's a lot of festival news coming out. This week, and we were gone, there was the Art of Cool lineup came out, and then there was the Moog Fest full reveal of their, of their lineup. So let's just start. With Art of Cool, Art of in Cool in its fifth year, and they 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 their big announcement was there were a number of things. They announced that the festival is now in September. It has typically been in April, in late April. Um, it's now going to be in September. I heard that it had something to do with the Durham Bulls because now the Durham Bulls Stadium is its big venue. Incredible, which is awesome. So at first I was like, you know, why did you have to move this festival? If that's the reason, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> Age of power play. So Alex. the big names were Nas, uh, obviously Erica Badu, Boom. Sango, wow. and then Sons of Kemet, Iman Omari, Damian Escobar. So they put out six names to start with. It's not a full lineup. But yeah, power moves. Yeah, it seemed like a pretty diverse six names too. Like not all straight hip hop, not R&B, not... I don't, I don't really... Not like electronic, not neo soul, not... It's a pretty diverse... So... I would imagine that's kind of keying towards a much more diverse indicative of the whole lineup. That's exactly. It. Thank you, Holland. Alex for is the guessing. Words How many? That I couldn't. I was going to say this has been part of a transition over the five years from being yeah. a jazz festival, which is what it started as a little broader now. It's vi- it's gotten quite broad. I mean, mm-hmm. I would just say at this point, it's like a festival celebrating black music, Amer- black American genres of music. I mean. Like Alex was saying, I mean, sure. you have neo soul, hip hop, jazz, R and B. It's like it includes everything. Seeing Neo last year, I, I don't know if you say, were there. Yeah, either. that was a really transformational show. I thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I will say everyone like, in there was the biggest like, thing is that, that she amazing. can never live up to that show. It was amazing. I know. I listened to the record afterwards, and I was like, <laughs> this I wish the like only time code. I listened to her music was in the context of this show. It's true, but they do a good job of booking contemporary. Artists of increasingly so, increasingly so. I thought I saw Goldlink and Masego. J Cole was there. J Cole was at the show. 
People weren't even mobbing him. People were being respectful. Yeah. And that's just word the art of cool in North Carolina. Yeah. And I think one of the bigger signs of that continuing to trend for me, especially, is having, having Sango be announced as one of the top people on the bill in this first announcement of only six artists. Because, I mean, he just dropped his, his album in the comfort of, which, I mean, had some pretty great features, including Smino. So it's like, yeah, Smino. like Smino I just, Grigio. yeah, it just seems like that it's really, kids. really something that they're and going the for. And it's pretty exciting to see. What's the other festival called? We're already done with, I guess, I guess we've covered the basics. I mean, this is, they'll have a full lineup later Look, we in got the year. More, tickets yeah, we go got on more sale. names coming. Tickets go on sale in what? 23. Yeah. Later this month. Basically when the, the festival usually is in April is when tickets now go on sale this year. That was the appetizer. That was the appetizer. So. Um, the next and now day, to a meteor lineup. The next day, there was an announcement for a festival that's coming. What? What'd you say? A meteor lineup? Yeah, it was kind of playing off the appetizer thing. Moakfest is what we're talking about. Yeah, Durham's a foodie town, so we're just going to go off this whole food thing. We totally planned that. Um, yeah, but Moakfest came out the next day. They had previously had a similar thing where they had had kind of a preview lineup of about eight, ten, I don't know, 15, 18 names. And and then now now they have their full, fully expanded lineup. Is this the full lineup? Because I saw on Patrick's not full, Facebook not full. feed that there's more artists to be revealed. Just one? Because also no, there's no more. local, so there's going to be a bunch of locals no, announced. That was the hope in this yeah. thread that I was this reading. Was big... Oh. This, yeah, this yeah. line of announcement was much more like national acts as opposed to... There wasn't any really local acts. And Moakfest, if there's anything they have done, is try to include local acts every year that they've been in Durham. So I would imagine that's on the next uh, rollout of, you know, artists that's kind of going to be on there. I think that's how they did it last year. Too. Randy played in the store last year and they live streamed it. Yeah. That's what I remember. Yeah. About and I that. think Trandall. Yeah. I think last year their like third announcement or whatever. One of the last ones about their lineup was where they had a lot of the local artists kind of on, on the page. So we hope to see more local artists in the next lineup. But what happened For in sure. this announcement, Ryan? Coca. What happened in it? Well, we saw... Yeah, so happened? Jamila Woods is um, yeah. pe- someone people would know, but she was actually part of the initial lineup. So I already I, we already knew about that one, but that's going to be exciting. This is a hip-hop show. We actually have kind of slim pickings to talk about hip-hop with this lineup. Um, that is yeah. something we talked about before that is definitely uh, decreased in the portion of the lineup in their programming has been the presence of hip-hop, starting with... Two years ago when it first came to Durham, we had uh, one whole night and venue in Motorco was dedicated to hip hop and uh, Jizza headlined and we had Wells played and Tune played and King Mez and Skepta both were supposed to be there. Neither of them even made it for various reasons. Um, and then I believe it was De Niro. Tory Lanez and Denzel Curry, we think. Oh, Tory Lanez played for sure. So, and it was just cool. Last year I had DJ Premier on the outdoor stage. Uh, so... They've had hip hop, but it's been less and less. And this year, uh, there's Jamila Woods, there's J Rock, who people might know as a famous turntablist, uh, started Beat Junkies in 1992. So he's an old school hip hop head that anyone who's into hip hop should check out. But other than that, I mean, not a big hip hop lineup. Seems like they're angling more towards the synth kind of hardcore engineering yep. type of vibe that they have and perhaps that's indicative of ticket sales less i mean they might have yeah, data yeah. on the back end that suggests that people aren't coming for the hip-hop they also aren't doing the big stage anymore. they're not doing the big stage maybe they didn't oh, feel wow. that it was I in their best interest so. to book big hip-hop and and maybe art yeah. has something to do with that i don't know i'm speculating but it, it yeah it might entire it might uh it is 
definitely because it is like trending this way it seems like they've kind of i think probably for the years before even it's been trending for a long time of that you know this is kind of the people who want to go is they get all those vip passes the engineers get all the moog equipment and all that stuff and it, mm-hmm. it kind of fits in Builds a little bit more yeah. yeah it fits in a little bit more with their um like lecture programming and and not the music stuff but all the the conferences that they have as well right because i was gonna say when when in 2016 i had a great time but it didn't necessarily make sense to me why like where skepta fit in with that it just seemed like it was extra decorations to make the whole thing a bigger deal and make a big splash in durham which i appreciated as a hip-hop fan but uh yeah if it doesn't really contribute to the overall point of the festival then and no I imagine if it. you're planning a festival and you're programming these non-music things, a la the art exhibitions that they have around town. Yes, the and, big installations. And the kind of in-the-weeds technical talks and the build-your-own-synth thing that they had last year. They, it, their typical or their the, the target audience perhaps is someone like we didn't go to those things when we went to go see no, Tory Lanez. And actually you know what I mean? Like we wanted to go didn't go because they would sell out every time. Exactly. And so maybe they're just trying to have more of a coherent target market that makes sense i mean and then the other so i think we've got mocos covered is our thoughts i because the other thing is that the that came up this week when the announcements came out Was. is the fact that now you have again this increasingly hip-hop festival in art of cool yeah a week or two apart from this fledgling younger newer uh beats and bars festival that celebrates hip-hop they just mm. did they've they've grown a lot in just a few years i think they're in their third year or this will be the third. Thank you, Alex. Um, going from a festival that was in Pinhook, honestly, very similar to the scope of Filmatic, which which uh, we just talked about, in the sense that it was kind of a one day and then became a two day. It wasn't an indoor venue. Then they got an outdoor venue with a. They did a really great job turning the garage. I mean the 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 lot. Sorry, behind the Pinhook into like a whole outdoor area excellent. with a big stage. They had G Yamazawa played. Sai Hai the Prince headlined. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, throws a lot of that into. You Dis- can't help but maybe? wonder if the uh, the expansion of Art of Cool and then moving it to September September would be to the detriment of Beats and Bars. Yeah, it's. I think it's going to be a big thing about messaging and a big thing about collaborating, like and figuring out if that can be branded in some way as this like real week or two of hip hop. That's just like yeah, September is hip hop month in Durham. Like that would be really cool. At the same time, I'm not going to really hold out a ton of faith in that because that's what I hoped for with. Moog and Art of Cool mm. was when they were both happening in like April, May and it was kind that of the, the city would way. embrace that yeah. as like, this is the month of music in Durham and like they never co-branded it very well. So, but this is hip hop. It's different. So hopefully they can come together and, and, and it's really a genre like, rooted in competition, but also collaboration, but yeah, it's I a was, genre rooted in collaboration. Yeah. And I don't know. I think, um, it's going to be interesting to see what the lineups are and kind of, where Beats and Bars is going to try and go in, in terms of their direction for programming this year in reaction to that. Um, but I, I, I think regardless of whether or not they try and collaborate together, I think there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be excited to at the chance to go to maybe two different festivals that might have different programming directions for the same genre, like hip-hop. You know, I think, I think it'll be interesting to see how it turns out, and I'm kind of excited uh, I've gotten over the initial shock of having those two festivals so close together. But, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see how it turns out. It's a question we ask ourselves all the time. It's kind of an existential question of this podcast is the scope of hip-hop fandom in the triangle. Yes? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, and can I, it handle that? Yeah. Like, do we have enough uh, interest to, to carry two festival correct, three yeah. with Helmatics? And to Alex's point, I think it'll be uh, illuminating as to the scope of, of hip hop fandom. If, if, if it's a city, if we're a region that can support two separate hip hop festivals. You know what's important to that? Or would be I if guess there were AOC media strictly a hip hop festival that promoted them and like had shows and they like got on and talked about them and then mm. people listened and then they went out and bought tickets. What would you call something like that? <sighs> super super something. Super I don't know. Something. I want to call yeah. it super something. We'll figure it out later. I'm passing out dimes, yeah. kicking out rhymes, yeah. smoking on pine. This is the crime, yeah. This Jesus sublime, yeah. But this ain't my prime, I'm so so divine. The church to Milan, yeah. my shawty get blind, she wet like a pond. That you say LeBron, yeah. They sleep on me, yawn. Uh, well, tuxedo suit, I'm so elegant. Feeling like I'm James Bond, yeah. Kicking raps in my element. They know I'm the young Don, yeah. I be on some backyard shit. My hair green like your lawn, yeah. You touch my hair like Solange, yeah. Don't pay attention to these Johns, yeah. It ain't really what it seems. And there it is, folks. The festivals for the whole year, for 2018. We've covered them for you. Four. On the bonus pod. Bonus pod. That's loud. Why do you do the, the cadence like that? Well, that that one I did because I realized I was about to yell on the mic. And okay. It did, you and know, so I you got kind scared. of brought it back a little bit. Yeah, okay. Well, Hillmatic, this weekend in Chapel Hill. It's Friday. It's Saturday. Saturday. It's two days. It's got new artists, young artists, old artists, classics. Yeah. Anything you could want, really. I think. I mean, it sounds like a really fun, uh, a fun lineup. You know, really showcasing kind of Chapel Hill's place in hip hop, as Kaze was saying. And I think it's. I think it's really important. You know, it's cool to see it's been able to do that three years in a row now. Yeah, and it's like we want these things that are kind of reunion type. Exactly. Even for people who were before our time, it's yeah. cool to meet them and kind of feel like. We complain sometimes that people aren't reaching back across the generations to yeah. kind of pull people up. And there's people like Kazi that are making that effort yeah. constantly. So, And the in- inclusivity of the youth as well is the part that I think is missing from a lot of other... So if you're the youth yeah. and you're listening to this, come out. It's only $25 <laughs> for two days. It's a good deal. It really is a steal, like Holland said. That's You might not have heard it, but he yelled it out in the interview. Steal. It's, it's a, a steal. steal. Holland says so. All right. That's it for this bonus pod. If you missed yesterday's episode, we just did episode 11. We had Brian Kidd on the show. He was super cool. He helps super a lot of your dope. favorite North Carolina artists make great music. So listen to him. Oh, he drops some super gems. Super talented, always working, humble as hell. And that's it. All right. Peace, everybody. See you next week. Feeling like a Don in these gold frames. Feeling I should try and pull your mom in these gold frames. Need another gold chain and I need six rings. Bumping no bits. Why you want to shine cold chain? Feeling like a Don in these gold frames. Feeling I should try and pull your mom in these gold frames. Need another gold chain and I need six rings. Bumping no bits. Why you want to shine cold chain?